Welcome back to another episode of the Profitable Audience Podcast. Once again, Tony and I are recording from the same room. Uh, this time we're at FinCon in New Orleans, which is one of Tony's favorite cities, incidentally. <laughs> well, also we have a live studio audience today. That's true. Jen is right here. And uh, it's funny, we were supposed to record like 15 minutes ago, but I fell asleep. <laughs> yes, she said she almost texted me to tell me that you were... Oh, um... I thought you did text her. Yeah. No, she okay. was about to, and then you woke up from your cat nap, so. Yeah, so this is, uh, I don't know, I think maybe my 10th FinCon? This is my 10th FinCon. Uh, so it's my 11th or 12th Well, it's one. the 10 years, so they didn't have it one year, obviously, during okay. 2020. But yeah, so this is my ninth FinCon, but been going for 10 years, because my first one was 2013. Right, and I have one year up on you. Yeah, you have one year up on me. And uh, I have fond memories of FinCon because this is the first time that I spoke was at a FinCon. PT let me uh, give a session, and I had no experience talking. I don't even think he knew who I was. I just applied, and he let me go. So, What's interesting is when I met you, which you and I met at a, at a conference, we had a mutual friend. So a mutual friend told us that we were both at the same event, Jim Wang, and that we needed to meet up while we were there. And... You had told me a little bit about yourself, what you did. And the first thing I did was watch your talk because you had uploaded your talk to YouTube. I did, yes. And so I actually went and looked at your top to talk to see if you if you knew what you were talking about or if you were just blowing smoke. <laughs> because I didn't, I mean, although, although I had the recommendation of like we had a lot of mutual friends, I didn't know anything about you. And your talk was actually really, really well done. So once a stalker, always a stalker. I did not stalk you at all. I took you at face value based on our conversations. Yeah, and we just hit the anniversary of, so we recorded a podcast after we met. Uh, you interviewed That's me. That's right, yes. yes. It popped up in your Facebook feed. It, right? It's it's like our, what, six or seven year, no, it's probably more than that. It's probably like eight years since that podcast aired. I think I had you in 2015, right? 2014? 2014. Because 2014 is Yeah, so nine years. So nine, nine years, years ago, I went on your podcast. So anyway, but the, that was my first interaction with you was watching your talk from FinCon to see if you actually knew what you were talking about. Because you do meet a lot of people in this world that talk a big game, but then when it comes right down to it, they don't actually know a whole lot. So I just had to weed you out and make sure that you weren't one of those people. Wow. <laughs> I don't even remember. I, I remember the topic of my Email marketing. Talk. It was email marketing, but I don't even remember what I had talked about. Back then, 10 years ago, email was kind of like relatively new, right? Yeah, the way we the way do we do it today, no one was really doing it right. back, then. back then. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've spoken I spoke for like 3 straight years after that and then I took a break, I think. And you're speaking this year? I'm speaking this year. This time it's on the big stage, so It is. It, it'll be fun. It's it's just for 15 minutes, so I, and and uh, I was told that I'm not allowed to go over 15 minutes. What do they do? Day. They cut your mic? I mean, they want to stay in schedule, yeah. as, as you know. So I, I actually have to practice. Usually, I don't really practice Yeah. Uh, because you know it doesn't really matter what time constraints. But right. this one's only 15 minutes, so I'm going to practice probably right after we record this. Yeah. Actually. So I need a thumbs up or a thumbs down from Jen. Um, have you heard the talk yet? No, of course not. No. I haven't. Okay, this is what happened, and I hope Jessica's not listening. But she emails me, and she's like, "Hey, the slides are due today," and I'm like, "Oh my god, the slides are due today!" So I just threw some slides together, based on you know what possibly I would talk about. Yeah. And then I may may choose to use or not use some of the slides. So I just 
I gave them all to her. But the slides are going to come from the back. Like you don't get to exactly. put new slides up. That's correct. They're frozen. So I, I put more slides than I probably need. And maybe I'll skip over the ones if I, if I try. Like, wait, 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 go back, go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it was literally she needed, he, she needed them. That was the deadline. Yeah. And not only and that. And she probably told you six months ago that you needed to have that deadline. She probably did. Yeah. And so now you understand how, what it feels like when people don't hand you their slides. She needs them in a special format too. Yes. Instead of PowerPoint, it's images. Yeah. Labeled. Is there a reason why we don't do that? Because we don't operate off one computer in the back. I see. But that would make it less likely to have technical issues. It would, except for the fact that no speakers ever get their slides done as you exhibited. And now you have 40 slides and a 10 slide talk <laughs> and you're going to be frantically clicking through the slides. Uh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> I don't even need the slides. I can probably just So give it. can you give us, since this is going to air after your talk, can you give our podcast listeners who most of them are not at FenCon a little preview of your talk? I would, <laughs> except but for it's you not done yet. yet. Uh, but basically, it's probably okay. I'm assuming that people in the audience don't know who I am or anything, right? So mm -hmm. I'm basically going to start out telling my story for like the first five minutes, and then just talk about the principles that I use to run a family-first business for the latter half. That's it. So it's going to be based off your book. It is because I'm doing a book signing. I saw that. I <laughs> from three thirty to five, and here's another funny story. Uh, so PT, he bought a hundred books. Yes. Um, just to support me, and I really appreciate it. And he asked me to speak on the big stage. But it, I just found out literally two weeks ago, maybe two and a half weeks ago, that he never got his books. Jessica was like, hey, I didn't receive them. I'm like, oh my God, how's that possible? Let me check. And so uh, I do have some reserve books. And uh, Jen wanted me to get rid of so-called reserve books. <laughs> so I was like, oh, hey, don't worry, Jessica. I I'll tell you what, I'll just send you... I'll send you more than you bought. <laughs> so I ended up sending, because I was, I figured it'd be a great time at FinCon since there's thousands of people here. Yeah. Just so I, I gave 200 books instead of the hundred that he ordered. And then he's like, oh, why don't you do a book signing? I'm like, hey, perfect. Perfect. Is your hand, your hand cramping up. You're going to have to like have a. Well, I'm not going to do what I did at Seller Summit. So at Seller Summit, I actually chatted with everybody for like. Yes. You know, at least two or three minutes. The loyal attendees that we have at Seller Summit, they yes. come back year after year and give us money and are super evangelistic about no, our no, events. No, no, no. Even the people I didn't know, I chatted with them a couple yeah. minutes. And then I wrote them a personal message based on our conversation. Oh, yeah. So I don't think I have the bandwidth to do that here. Isn't, I thought that's why but, you brought Jen. You told me that Jen was going to write the personal message. and Well, no, you she's were just going to be running ChatGPT in the background. Oh. <laughs> So in case people don't know, because I don't know if we actually said this, FinCon is a conference for people in the financial content creation space. When it started out, when you and I first started coming to FinCon, it was all bloggers, uh, basically personal finance bloggers back in the day. Right. And it's, I don't actually have any idea who comes now. You're it's like, not I, bloggers? It, it, well, yes, it is. But now it's basically a financial event for anybody who is in the digital space talking about money. So it could be people who are uh, like investment people, right? Investment advisors, people who work social media for a bank, right? Yes, but it's all content, right? All content it's not just created, but it's, yeah. it's not still just the core group of people that have a WordPress site and are um, creating right. content. So it's gotten really big. And I think Philip and Jessica have done a great job 
of growing a very great community and event. And it's always well done. I mean, I don't know if you were downstairs, they had people dressed up in like the Mardi Gras outfits on yes, stilts, I saw that. walking yeah. around. They have like little snacks all out. So they always do a really great event and they have so many sessions. I don't know if you looked at the schedule yet, but like on Friday and Saturday at each time slot, there's like six or seven sessions going on at a time. That is nuts. It's crazy. Uh, also makes it really difficult to choose what session that you want to go to. Because I know for me personally, Saturday morning at 9 a.m., there's like six sessions and all six I want to go to. Um, so Andrea, our friend Andrea, you guys have heard her on the podcast. She's doing a panel with AI. But then our friend Chanel is also doing one on how she reverse engineered a newsletter growth from zero to 20,000 subscribers in 11 months, which... I really want to hear, but obviously I'll be going to Andrea's because I value my life and friendship. Uh, it's a panel. It's different. It is a panel, but like we go to support our friends. That's true. And so you spoke at the first FinCon, or you spoke at the first FinCon you went to. I spoke at the first FinCon I went to, and I was brand new to the FinCon community. And I feel like when we got up and spoke, I don't know if you remember this session. It was me. Of course I remember. That's when I heard of you for the first time. Mandy Rose. Yeah. Andrea and Aaron and Aaron and I don't remember what the title of the session was. I remember was. what the title of the session. These four ladies probably make more than you. Or yes, something like that. it was it's like something. a very snarky title. Yes. Yeah, and I just remember like walking on the stage and sitting on that table or sitting at the table and feeling like nobody in the room liked us. Like we we came across as very snobby and. Because a lot of people were like, well, how exactly do you make this money, right? Like, there was very much this feeling of, uh, I don't know, like, we thought, people thought that we thought we were better than them, and we absolutely did not think that at all, but it felt very hostile initially. I didn't get that picture at all, and I was in the audience. Were you? Time. Yeah, I was there. I was in the back. I came in late. <laughs> but I, I was, you waited till my turn was over. Then I was in the back. I didn't know who you guys were. The only person I knew was Mandy. Yeah. And I think at the time, Mandy had Happy Mommy Box. She was right? doing her subscription box. Right. And then Aaron, I, I didn't think it was hostile at all. I just thought the title was a little snarky. The, host, the title yeah. was snarky. And we had some questions initially that were pretty not. It was kind of like, well, what about this kind of thing? And I get it. like Because based on the title, it did make it sound like we thought we were you know, a big deal. Uh, but yeah, that was my first foray into FinCon meeting everybody, which I will say, if you're thinking about going to any event, apply to speak because I met so many people that first FinCon because I was a speaker. So I got to go to the speaker events and then I, you know, you just, you have a speaker name badge. So it just makes a difference. We've talked about this in the podcast before, but it's just a really great way to meet people. If, um, if you have something that you can talk about. And it, it also helped that you guys ran your own event. Was it right before or right after? I can't remember. That wasn't, we, we hadn't connected yet with the events. Um, no, 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 no. You ran uh, I ran Digi. Digi. But wasn't Digi and FinCon were not connected to They each weren't other. connected, but you had just run it before. Like I remember, two or three months earlier. Correct. That's yeah. what it was. Because yes. Jeff Rose told me about it. Jeff Rose was And then Mandy told me about it. Yes. And that's why I heard of you. I was like, okay, I'll stop by the session. Because Mandy and Jeff said good things about you. Yeah. And then what else have you spoken about here? At FinCon? Yeah. To be honest with you, I don't remember. <laughs> I I did two sessions on email. No, no, no. One session on email. The next one was courses. Uh-huh. Because I, I launched... No, webinars. Because I did a webinar you after did do meeting a webinar. Grant. Yes. yes. Grant Baldwin was the one that got me on webinars. And you too, to a certain extent. Because you're rolling... She's rolling her eyes right now. Because 
Grant was the one who emailed me his income reports like every week. Yes. Because he was doing them weekly. Yeah. And he was like, hey, you don't you don't really want $30,000 a week or whatever? You like, were like, no, absolutely not. And Jen started beating you. And then <laughs> you were like, yeah, I guess I got to do the webinars now. Yeah. So that, then I did a session on on webinars. I did a session on Messenger, I believe. Yep. And I think I, I, I don't remember the other ones. I did I one, I did one on Pinterest. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, I did was one I on there. You were probably, probably off. I was there. I was probably Off there. golfing or something. Um, I did one with Jim Wang on influencer marketing. Yes. Is that when you guys were running Kasai? Yeah, when we were running the influencer marketing uh, gig. Yeah. And then um, last year I did one on diversifying your income. So that was the Wait, panel I did last where, year. Where, where was you that? were there in the front row. It was oh, you, was Brian, okay. and somebody else sitting in the front row. God, uh, I don't remember. I know. It's like, were you actually at any of the FinCons? Uh, I think I've done another that one. That wasn't a panel, right? That was you talking. No, it was the, me and that girl that did all the printables. That's right. I remember that. Yes. I remember that. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I think I've done one or two other ones. Uh, we've also recorded podcasts here, which I think is a terrible. That's the one, if I was going to give one criticism to FinCon, they have so many resources, but they put the podcast recording in the middle of like the exhibit hall. And we re interviewed Larry Ludwig last year. Did we post? We posted. We that, posted right? it, the and quality? we we I apologize for the audio. I ran it through all the tools. It just was not going to be great because we were sitting in the middle of this noisy exhibit hall. It's set up in the middle of the exhibit hall again this year because I went and looked because I was like, oh, maybe we should like sign up for a slot. Actually, if we use these mics, it would have been fine. Oh, really? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And unfortunately, that was such a great interview. I feel bad that the audio wasn't the best on that. But go back and listen to our interview with Larry because he's a really smart guy. Yeah. Um, and they also give you a chance to make video content. I don't know if you saw they had that video box set up. All I did today, actually, was I walked the uh, floor for the booths because mm -hmm. I said hi to Quiet Light. I don't yep. know if you got a chance. I know Elaine's here. Ale yeah, I said yeah. hi to Elaine and Beth because okay. they're going to sponsor Seller Summit next yes. year. And then Spencer Haas has a booth. He wasn't, so, so I went to the exhibit hall before it opened. I didn't know it wasn't open yet. Um, so that was a good little notice to myself. Uh, but I saw Spencer's booth, uh, Lauren Grootman, one of my, our old blogger friends. She has a booth? Uh, a PR booth. She's doing, um, I, I'm blanking on the name of it, but she helps people get PR. Okay. Um, I saw our friend Jared Easley from Podcast Movement. Oh, yeah. He has a booth? He has a booth up to, it's a, it's a booth with three full-size video game console, like the standing. I saw it. Yes. I didn't see him there. Wait, is he? Advertising podcast movement? Yes. Oh. So they're there. I didn't get all the way around because I needed to meet up with some people. But um, there's always great sponsors here. Uh, there are. So it's always worth walking the exhibit hall. And then uh, I thought I went and checked out the podcast setup because I was like, oh, maybe it'll be. And then I was like, nope, not going to do it. So um, It's much better recording here anyway. It is. It is. Yeah. But it's always fun because it feels like live from FinCon. You know? It's all fun and games. So you got to edit that yeah, audio. It's all fun and games. So you spend four <laughs> hours trying to edit out crowd noise. <laughs> I didn't realize the video setups. Is that just for video blogging or whatever? Yeah, I or? think you can just create content there. It's 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 very well lit. Like it's got a nice um, uh, setup and stuff like that. Big FinCon uh, step and repeat background. The best part of walking through the exhibit halls because it wasn't fully set up. We only talked to like a handful of people that were already at their booth. And um, as Liz and Liz and I were walking, as we rounded the corner. There was Podfest, which I believe is another podcast event. I'm not sure. I've I never gone to any of them. So. I wasn't familiar with it, but there was a lady sitting at the table. And as we rounded the corner, she looked up and made eye contact with Liz and I. And then she stood up and started walking towards Liz, like very purposefully, and then outstretched her arms 
And I was like, oh, Liz must know her from like her Jungle Scout days or something like that. And when she got about six feet from Liz, because we were coming off the lights where they had the studio, when we got around the corner, I think she realized that Liz wasn't who she thought she was because she thought she was somebody else that she was like good friends with and she was coming to give her a hug. But I love that this lady just committed and like went all in for Liz. Like even though it was clear she had no idea who she was. And as she's coming up to hug Liz, she's like, I thought you were someone else. And she's like <laughs> wrapping her arms around her. And I was like, good for you. Um, and I will not forget her name because you know what her name is. Her first name is Mara and her last name is Lago. Mara Lago. Yeah. Interesting. And her Instagram is like the real Mar-a-Lago. And I was like, so have you been sued yet? <laughs> it's not spelled the same way, is it? It's not, but okay. I can't imagine that that's going to stand. Okay, so you know what's funny is there was this kid, his name is Mike Rowe, and he started a website called Microsoft because he wrote software. So it was Microsoft. Did he get And then sued? Microsoft sued him. Yeah. But then he, he complained. This is like my name. Yeah. It wasn't spelled like that. And then a whole bunch of people got behind him. Oh, and it caused this huge uproar. Microsoft looked really bad for picking on this little kid. He was yeah. like in college, and then Microsoft. I think they ended up offering him a job. That's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, so that was. But what I what the takeaway from that is when you do something like that, own it, go all in, go in for the hug. Like it ended up, she ended up being actually a good connection for Liz because she works a lot with influencers. She has a podcast about products that she buys on Amazon. She has a literal podcast about products oh, well, she buys on Amazon. For her. So it was a perfect connection, right? So it's like sometimes when you make the mistake and you're like, wait, you're not who I thought you were. Just own it. Go all in. Ended up being a good connection for us. And uh, yeah, as we made our way through the exhibit hall. I, I have to admit, though, you and I probably don't go to a lot of sessions anymore at FinCon. No. I, actually, no, I was just going to ask you. And I was talking with Jim about this last night. I'm feeling a little old and crotchety here because like the people that we hang out with, they're like the OGs, right? Yes. We're like the old obsolete mm -hmm. uh, yeah. crowd here. And I I haven't really, well, granted, I only walked the floor for about an hour today, but yeah. did you meet anyone new besides Mar-a-Lago? <laughs> so I met the gold guys. The gold guys. So basically you invest in gold as an interest bearing thing. I wasn't quite sure what it was about because I was like, I don't really know what you're talking about but good uh, i said well do you have an affiliate program because if you have it because they're there really to get people to promote them as affiliates right and i was like as long as i said as long as you have a good affiliate program i said you'll get people interested because uh, people are always looking for different ways to monetize their finance sites uh, i said but your tracking has to be great i said because if there's one thing that i know that people at fincon care about it's the accuracy of the tracking and the one guy's like i think we have good tracking i was like you haven't talked to these people yet i was yeah. like Talk to Larry Ludwig. To it's like a proctology really exam yeah. for you guys. Like you don't know what you're getting into. But anyway, um, yeah, I I felt like there was a lot of new sponsors this year there's based on the ton. booth. Yeah, was like there's like thirty or forty yeah. booths. I want to say. Yeah, and I yeah. think a lot of sponsors that I think are definitely worth people walking around uh, the floor to meet and possibly work on like relationships. And I think that's one thing that on the e-commerce side doesn't make as much sense. But on the content creator side, if you are going to an event for content creators, 
walking the sponsor hall is actually probably pretty beneficial because you can make those relationships as affiliates or as like, so for Spencer's tool, Link Whisperer, and I think we probably talked about this at some point, it's a tool for bloggers. Right. It's a, So while you might be an affiliate for Link Whisperer, depending on the type of website you have, you probably need to be using it on your own website. Uh, but the gold guys, like that's something that you might not invest in it yourself or maybe invest in it a little bit. Um, it's something that if you have a finance site, you can promote. And at any blog conference, most of the exhibit hall is people that want to work with you. Like these guys, the gold guys were like, we're excited. We've never been to FinCon before. We want to meet as many people as possible. We want to find new affiliates. Like they're eager for the content creators to network with them. And I think that's a lot of the uh, sponsors at content creation type events is they really do want to meet the bloggers and work with them. So out of the 30 to 40 booths, how did you end up at the gold booth? Did they have like nuggets on the table? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> they had they had the Hershey gold candy bars. I was like oh, beeline, beeline okay. to the chocolate. They just happened to be one of the, since we, we didn't realize the exhibit all hadn't opened. So we were just sort of wandering through it. And they were one of the few people that had their booth totally set up. I see. And so we ended up chatting with them. And the first, so it's these two dudes, right? And they're like attractive, you know, not, not like. Note to self. How's your booths with attractive people? So, but here's the one thing that I think is very important when you are visiting a booth as a attendee. Are they actually working with the brand or are they booth babes, right? A lot of bigger brands will hire PR teams to come and work the booth, right? It's very common in like the convention circuit. And so the people that are at the booth actually don't know a lot about the product or service. They have their talking points. But for something like FinCon, where someone like Larry wants to know the intricate details of link tracking, right? Um, a booth babe is not going to be able to have that conversation with um, with you. Larry probably wouldn't care if he was chatting with a true. booth babe. That's true. Yeah. You know, with a Ferrari on the other side. <laughs> However, so I jokingly said, are you guys booth babes or do you actually work with the company? And the one guy I think was slightly offended, but the other, I thought it was pretty funny. Uh -huh. And I was like, clearly you're not booth babes, but like they knew what I meant. And they're like, no, no, no. Like we're the, he's like, we are the marketing team for the company. And I was like, oh, okay, perfect. Like you can speak with authority on the product. But anyway, I think in most of the time in these types of events, like FinCon, um, it is the actual marketing team or people like Quiet Light. It's Elaine and Beth, right? Elaine right. is in the business every single day. So is Beth. Um, so I think that's the other advantage is you're actually going to talk to people that are working with this company on a daily basis. Same as Seller Summit. Like sometimes we have the founders of the company in the booth, right? That's correct. Yeah. Like Brandon's in there for Data Dive and Mina's in there with the PPC stuff. So like, I think it's important that you sort of feel that out before you start a conversation, because if it is just a hired team, they're probably not going to be able to get you very far as far as like the benefits for your own business. So FinCon's pretty unique. And I was just thinking about this the other day. I think people in our profitable audience class should consider coming. Yes. It's because the sponsors are different. Like you mentioned, the sponsors are here to get people to write content about them. Mm -hmm. So what's nice is you'll come in here, They'll take you out to dinner and then they, they're trying to draft you as an affiliate and promote them. Meanwhile, they're whining and dining you. I, in the old days when I used to try to get affiliates, yeah. like I didn't have to pay for a single meal and we were going to the finest steakhouses ever. It was, it was great. And they still do that today. They do. And it's, it, that's common throughout all events um, that are content for content creators. Like um, I remember you and I, <laughs> we went to a convert kit dinner. 
years ago. Do you remember that? I vaguely at FinCon. Remember. Um, we went to because it was right before we went to that escape, the very first escape room that okay. we did. But ConvertKit took probably, I don't know, 15 or 20 of us to dinner at a great restaurant. I don't remember what it was, but it was delicious. Uh, and the whole point was to get us to either use ConvertKit ourselves or, you know, recommend ConvertKit to the people that we influenced. And uh, they did a great job. And I mean, Pat Flynn was there. I think Noah Kagan was there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that still happens today. And I know those guys are here. I was looking for Nathan, who's the founder. He's yes, here, he is supposedly. Here. Yeah. Um, and they have a booth, I believe. Well, and the nice thing, too, is that if you're a ConvertKit user or a user of another email platform, if, you know, if they're at an event, is that it's a great time to get feedback, give them feedback on things of the product that you like or don't like, and ask questions that maybe you don't have time to get answered via chat or support or like, hey, is this in the pipeline or is this feature coming? Uh, things that are important to you in your business. You're going to get a much quicker answer at an event when you can sit and talk to people on the team. Right. And they'll listen while they're whining and dining you. Yes, with they will. Drinks and, a, and a nice dinner. Yeah, actually, this is probably one of the years. Actually, last year too. I, I, I don't think I got wine and dine last year because I didn't. You know who always gets wine and dine is Miranda. Jim. M Miranda oh, yeah. always and Jim. Yeah, Jim always. always gets wine and dine. We're always like, hey, Jim, do you want to get a dinner? No, no. <laughs> yeah. Bank rates buying me a Wagyu steak. and <laughs> You know, it's funny, and this is the way affiliate programs should be, but you actually become friends with the affiliate manager. Yes. Because they're usually really friendly and very helpful. Yes. And if you become friends with them, then you're going to want to promote them more. Yeah. They're always very sociable people. Yeah. So actually, this is interesting. A lot of people here... Uh, especially our friend group here, the people that we've known the longest, make the majority of their money through affiliate marketing. I mean, that's kind of their bread and butter. What would you say sets some of these people apart from... Because I will also say these people have seen like ridiculous levels of success. Uh, they've A lot of them have... Well, I was just talking to David, uh, Money Under 30. Oh, well over. Yeah. Yes, who sold his blog and then bought it back. <laughs> yes. For like pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Um, and Todd Tresseter, our friend Todd, he's, he's more into course creation, I think. He is, yeah. Um, but like, what do you think sets some of these guys apart and girls apart from, you know, other people? Because affiliate really has become their core uh, money-making avenue for them. I think it's all about the numbers and optimizing pages for clicks. Yeah. We should have Jim on one of these days. We need to have Jim on because he gave a whole presentation last night about his plasma donation page and how he got hit with the Google update, but now he's managed to make, he's like, numerically, it's doing this. And I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about, Jim, but it sounds super interesting. So we got to, we got to pin Jim down in the next day Actually, or two. Actually, I'm having him on my podcast next week. That's not relevant. He needs what? to be on this podcast. He's a content creator. Well, we're going to talk about uh, SEO, AI, and okay. actually the topic is we don't know what we're talking about, but it should be good because... I'm sad that Jim, Jim used to have a podcast that I loved called Microblogger. Yes, he canceled it a long time ago. Yes, but it was a great podcast. It was. Um, but what do you think? Like, so Jim, Jim's a good example. Larry is Larry, a good example. Uh, Rob Harrington. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Basically, they they find the service and they just build content around it. And then they negotiate heavily for better affiliate payouts once they have some clout. Yeah. Do you negotiate for better payouts? I do if I actually try to promote something. I think 
I've been burned in the past mm -hmm. where I've built a whole content family. You're just going to talk about the one well, no, no, that, that was No, that one was actually only two articles that okay. I did for that one. Okay. But I've been burned where I've built like a family around uh, maybe like a shopping cart or something. And yeah. Then, decides to cancel their affiliate program yeah so i've personally never I, and all of our friends here at fincon they make a they make millions of dollars doing affiliate marketing yeah like promoting credit cards and whatnot to me that's not like the type of business that i'd want to depend on because it depends on the affiliates but the way they go is they have so many different affiliates that yeah if one goes down it doesn't really matter yeah but it is there's pros and cons like affiliate marketing it's about as hands-off as it gets yeah right like you're not even responsible for anything after you make the recommendation, which is which is like my type of business, actually. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is I did a deep dive into Amazon's affiliate program this past week because I ran a webinar for it. And one of the things that I didn't realize is basically anyone can get accepted into the Amazon affiliate program. Uh, so I know we have a lot, we get a lot of people that are new and they start creating content and they don't get approved for some of the uh, bigger affiliate programs, but Amazon will actually approve you with about 10 pieces of content on your site, as long as it fits like the family friendly parameter, as well as you need to have the correct privacy policy, uh, privacy statement and things like that on your right. blog. Um, so that's one. And obviously, we've talked at length about how Amazon payouts are also garbage. However, it is a way to start earning um, and start using those affiliate links. So um, I didn't realize that you didn't really need I thought you had to be a little bit established, but you don't. I think you just need a sale at least every three months. Three sales in 180 days that Correct. are qualified, which means it can't be your grandmother, it can't be your sister, it can't be anyone in your Amazon address book, basically. Right. Yes. Actually, let's talk about some of the ways the guys here yeah. make affiliate revenue. So one way to do it is to promote credit cards. Yes. And it's a pain in the butt to do credit cards, but if you do it right, you can make so much money. So you have these amazing cards that give really awesome perks. Mm-hmm. Cards that both both you and I use, yes. <laughs> right? So if you get someone to sign up for a credit card through your link, that can be a payout of anywhere between one hundred to five hundred dollars per card. Yep. Per sign up, and what you need to do is you need to create credit card content, or I think one of our buddies literally has like a full encyclopedia. I want to say yes. of credit cards. Yep. Right. So they get them in. They sign up for any of those cards. They review all of them. If they get any signups, it's at least a hundred dollars payout. Can I give you tell you a secret that I've been holding on to for a long time? Sure. Okay, so I can't name the person, but one of our friends is, is big in affiliate marketing, uh, was promoting the Southwest card because a couple years ago, probably eight years ago now, um, the Southwest card ran this deal where if you signed up for the card, you got like 100,000 points. And if you basically had a really low spend, you could get a companion pass full for the next year, right? It was like this crazy offer. So one of our mutual friends promoted it but there was a cap and you didn't earn money. You earned points on Southwest. So there was a cap on how many points you could earn. So they over earned their points and they're like, I'll just redirect to my Southwest link. So I had like free Southwest flights for like two years because I, I know who this person yes, is. You probably know who this person <laughs> yeah. is, but I don't, I'm sure that was like against TOS. But anyway, right. that was a really sweet deal. But it made me realize that I actually put a few offers that were relevant to my people on my site because, and earned, you know, n nowhere near what these guys are earning. But um, yeah, it was crazy. And obviously, I think you always want money over miles. But if that's what you can get, and it's a really great offer, like the Southwest offer was like really pretty sweet. Um, you should try to do that as well. There was also a similar offer. 
I don't know if it's the same mutual friend, but there was a cap and he was like, Hey, do you want free money? And it was for ING Direct. So, oh, wow. And he just, yeah. Hey, hey, give me your link. The $50 savings yeah. account. Yes. Right. Yes. And so anyone who signed up, you get like 10 bucks or something. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I saw $500 in my account and then that was the cap. Yes. And then he moved on to a different, <laughs> different victim, <laughs> different friend. Yeah. So yeah, credit cards are a great, yeah. um, a great thing to promote. Obviously it takes a lot of research and it's hard because the offers on credit cards change. And so you kind of have to monitor that, but it's so lucrative. It's probably worth, if that's something you want to do, it's probably worth spending the time to research it. Right. And then anything in the financial space, mm -hmm. uh, any bank, like if you get someone to open an account, take out a loan or whatever, it can be, it's easily hundreds of dollars per yeah. sign up. Yeah. For sure. Um, and I know a lot of our friends, you know, they would rank for these pages. And so then not only were they getting their own readership to click on these links, they were getting organic search traffic um, and really like blowing it out of the water. I mean, the basic formula for being an affiliate for one of these is literally just try the service, write about it, post it on social media. And if it's something that you think is worthwhile, people just naturally want to sign up for it through your link. Yeah. Or you can go the blogging route and just try to rank for that term. Which, depending on how hard it is, like yeah. ranking for credit cards is actually very difficult. You're not going to outrank NerdWallet anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually very difficult. But yeah. for some of the guys in our space who've been doing it for a decade or more, who are already ranking, then they're yeah. fine. But every like, look at FinCon, I think maybe half the booths were FinTech companies. Yes. Right? Yeah. Who aren't really necessarily on the map or well-established. You hop on one of those early ones that you like and rank for it. If it ever becomes popular... That's like a gold mine for you. For you know, time. yeah, I could be wrong on this, but I feel like FinCon put Ally Bank on the map. I think so too. Yeah, because they were a sponsor years and years ago when nobody heard of them. They had an affiliate, they had like affiliate relationships. They were doing a lot. And then all of a sudden, like, and all the bloggers were promoting them, talking about them, talking about their offerings. And then now all of a sudden, it's like a legitimate. It was always a legitimate bank, but it kind of is now a mainstream product, right? Whereas before, no one had ever heard of it. And then they gave out these delicious cookies. They did. Their cookies were <laughs> so good. Are they here this year? I don't know if they're here, but they used to wine and dine everybody. Yes. Yes, they I, did. I went to many of Ally Bank's. Um, <laughs> you were the recipient. But it worked. You're right. I think they put them on the map. Because think it, of how many banks there are in this world. Yeah. It's really hard to stand out. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one affiliate thing that I never got that I feel like everybody at FinCon has always been on um, the bandwagon is that stupid free stickers. Free stickers. It became like a joke because they would bump each other in rank. So they would all write about how to, and I think they paid per lead, right? So, and it was to get people into some sort of survey or pro, you know, it was, I felt kind of scammy, but um, like they would bounce each other off of the number one spot on Google of how to get free stickers was the search term. Uh, um, but, but it was so lucrative that like people, I guess that's a pretty popular search term, which I think is funny. I would never search for how to get free stickers, but whatever. Um, and that, you know, they could make several thousand dollars a month just from being number one on Google for that post. And it, no one bought anything when they signed up through your link They you got paid for the, the, you know, email address basically. I mean, there's this one company I did that was pay per click. Oh, those are the best. Uh, I mean, it wasn't a lot per click, Doesn't but it matter. just adds up. Yeah. Like one email blast and that's like yeah. 500 bucks or whatever. Yeah. 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 It's funny because I was talking to our friend Robert Farrington last night and um, he still owns the College Investor. He right? does, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. um, 
and I, we were just talking about how things were going and he's like, well, it's not as easy as it used to be. And I said, well, yeah, for sure. Like things have changed a lot, but it's a lot easier to get other things than it was. I mean, think about like your YouTube, right? Like YouTube wasn't even an option for you at the first FenCon, like to become the, to have the YouTube that you have today. Right. I mean, it was an option whether I, I wasn't willing to do it back then, though. Well, we didn't. No one really. I mean, no one was monetizing YouTube in 2010, 2011, right. were they? I mean, I had YouTube I, videos. I don't know. I wasn't in the scene. So I, I had YouTube know. videos up, but they didn't like they had views and I was but they weren't really doing anything. Right. It was Did just you monetize a barbecue cake video. I don't even know. I should look. Okay. I should. But anyway, like I feel like there's so many more opportunities today. In fact, I got in the elevator this morning with Erica. Our oh, tra she's, okay, yes, she's Travel Erica, my favorite. Do you remember the story last year? No. So if you guys haven't seen her on TikTok or Instagram or in the back of a New York City cab, because she's on all the curb apps and the cab. Oh, really? Yes. And it's basically, I read the fine print yeah. and she talks to, uh, she gives you basically how you can get your money back from airlines or any sort of travel companies when the airline loses your luggage or delays you. And like, she's an attorney. So, um, she does these little skits and then the end of it's like, I read the fine print, you know, anyway, I met her last year and I was a huge fan of her on TikTok and I saw her in person and I had a legit fangirl, like Taylor Swift level moment. And Robert Farrington was like, I've never seen you break character, Tony. Like, <laughs> and I was like, I know, but I like adore her. Like I love her content. So I saw her this year in the elevator and I thought, I thought I was so cool because I didn't flip out and she remembered me. She's like, Hey, didn't we meet last year? And I was like, yeah, we did, you know, <laughs> anyway, but she's an example of someone who has monetized video. Oh yeah. She is killing it. Yeah. Like a killing crazy it. level. Um, but yeah, so she does these videos and she does YouTube. She, you know, she's literally in the back of every cab in New York city on the little video monitor, um, talking about travel, you know, basically travel hacking. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I just think that there's a lot more opportunity today than there was when we got started. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's also a lot more competition. So it all just kind of balances itself out. Yeah. And I, I think if you can do video or if you're willing to do video, I think that's where it's at. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. what's your what's your one takeaway that you hope to get this year out of FinCon? My one takeaway? To get, Jen's like to get rid of the 275 books we sent to the hotel. <laughs> no, uh... What's my mission this year? My mission really is to just hang out with the people in my mastermind group, really. Oh, yeah. You have a good group. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, you know, we, we were trying to find uh, like some new blood for Seller Summit, too. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, content's becoming such a huge portion of e-commerce. Mm -hmm. And this is like one of the best places to find yeah. creators. Uh, whether we can find a creator that merges with e-commerce is a different story. We'll have to see. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. What about you? What's your reason for being here? I mean, I'm, I kind of have a couple of reasons. One, I like to see some of these people we only see once a year, right? So that's obviously a, a huge reason to come. Uh, two, Liz and I are here promoting our Amazon course. I'm promoting profitable audience. Of course, you are too. You must have forgotten to mention that in your What's in my what <laughs> in your takeaways. Oh, that my takeaways. Said... <laughs> Those are givens, right? Yes. Yeah. So we're actually, you know, Liz and I are looking for actively looking for influencers, right? Because we have brands that want their products reviewed. So um, obviously trying to recruit people for that, which is not recruits, not the right word, because we don't get anything out of it, right? We're trying to give people money. Um, and then I would love to meet like one or two new people this year. I feel like last year I, I hooked up with that's not the right word. Um, I met the real estate. He's like REI. 
Um, I think his, oh my gosh, his name's escaping me. He's in the real estate group. Like he's friends with like the Rich Carey and Brandon. I think it's, oh my gosh, his name's like Sean or something like that. Um, anyway, I met a couple people last year that I was really like, I was like, hey, this is a great business. I re I've been following what they've been doing. So I hope to meet like one or two new people this year and just, you know, be able to like kind of expand my circle a little bit and make some new friends. Yeah. Same here. Uh, and usually I tend to meet people in larger groups. Like it's just friends of friends. That's yeah. the best way for me to do Which it. Which is how I met him. I think Rich Carey introduced You're us. You're talking about like Chad Carson, are you? No, I've known Chad okay. forever, but he's okay. in that circle and I can't think of his name. Um, and as soon as I walk out of this room, I'm going to remember it. Okay. I'm trying to think of who I, I don't, I don't have any criteria of who I want to meet. Yeah. Just anyone interesting really. Yeah. And and I feel, I do feel like an old man here now, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. What's funny is uh, I was chatting with Jim last night and uh, we were complaining of old age. And I'm like, what are you? You're, you're only like 35 or something like that. He's like, Jim's been 35 since we met. Him. I know. That's the thing. Like when we met him, he was like, yeah. these people that we met, we were all much younger yes. when we first met. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm 40 something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to step out of my old crotchiness and actually yes. meet some people this year. Yeah. So we'll and see. I think our takeaway for you guys listening is that if you haven't been to FinCon, um, it's definitely a conference worth going to. Uh, it's a great, if great you're a creator, community. definitely. Yeah. If you're a creator, definitely a great conference. And if you're not maybe in the financial space, or you feel like it's absolutely not a fit find a content creator conference to go to because it is a great, it's how you and I met most of our friends in the blogging world. Um, and it's actually how you kind of got connected with everybody it is. Um, in blogging. And so I think it's definitely something worth doing. It's worth investing in uh, and definitely a way to really network and meet people that are going to help your business grow. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Now, for more information about this episode, go to ProfitableAudience.com slash podcast, where we list all of the tools and resources mentioned in our show notes. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. When you write us a review, it not only makes our day, but it helps keep this podcast up in the ranks so other people can use this information, find the show more easily, and get some awesome business advice. Leaving a review is by far the best way to support the show. And please tell your friends because the greatest compliment that you can give us is to provide a referral to someone else, either in person or to share it on the web. And if you're interested in building your own profitable audience, subscribe to our free six-day mini course where we walk you through the exact steps needed to find your niche, build a website, grab email subscribers, and monetize your content. You can sign up at profitableaudience.com free. Thanks for listening.